December, the what, 13th? Today is December 13th, David yeah. Gray. My name is David Gray. I'm in for Brad Sykes today, along with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we are glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio. SWAT, for those of you who haven't listened for a while and might, or might be joining us for the first time, stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we always uh, like to take your phone calls with your comments or questions during the program. Our number here is 844 844- Seven 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 nine two eight. If you do want to call with a comment or a question, so mm. how are you, Doug? Are you uh, are you back on East Coast time? I, after? I, I'm kind of recovered, and it's good to be back. And uh, I, I, I am kind of getting back to normal <laughs> after being uh, seven hours ahead over in Israel for a while. But man, I, I could go back and just stay over there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw. Uh, one of my good friends who was on your trip, Jay, and uh, saw him on Sunday at church, and we didn't have a long time to talk, but uh, he he was just, he didn't even know where to begin yeah, <laughs> in terms of what to talk about first, so. Well, um, I, I asked, I wanted to know if those big high back red chairs were still in the lobby of the hotel. That was my primary. Question. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think they are. They were in there. Well, they, they Kelly sure and I had a picture of ourselves in those chairs. That a couple of years ago when we sent out a picture of the Shepherd's Field as our Christmas card, you know, we made a Christmas mm-hmm. card out of it. But on the back, so people would know it was from us, we put the little picture of us in those chairs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's funny. So that, that They're funny. Well, you know, going over there, being in Israel, being reminded of um, God's unfolding plan for his people his call to his people to be a distinct and holy people, a people that are not caught up in the culture of the world. They influence the culture of the world. And it's just, it's so refreshing kind of to get away over there. Like I I did not look at my phone very much over Mm -hmm. there. I was very focused on the teaching and the, the, the stuff going on. And, that was refreshing for me just to be over there and to be reminded of of how throughout time, every time the children of Israel, which you could equate today to God's people, right? Just God's people. When God's people get away from God's design, his plan, his uh, unfolding plan, it doesn't go well. Mm. And we wonder why things are going the way they are in our country. I, I, David, I came back and just today I was working out and, you know, I have the television on one of the movie channels watching like a Christmas movie and it goes to something like Elf or one of those movies and it goes to the commercials. And I promise you there were three or four commercials that are normalizing homosexual relationships Mm -hmm. in this country. And we are going to be held as a minority that said, you know, if you hold to biblical values in relation to marriage, you are going to find yourself on the outside looking in. You are going to be an outsider because 
right now, uh, in fact, there was an article um, in the, I think it was the Washington Post, who um, the, 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 the writer said, why draw the line at uh, homosexual marriage or gay marriage? And, uh, and he, he basically was asking the question, and, and he's a big proponent of homosexual marriage, and says, and in the article, it almost makes it come across like if you don't support that, then you're closed-minded. You are, uh, you don't have a heart for people, right? And quite frankly, you're made to feel like you're a bigot it, it, when you want to ascribe to the Word of God His Word, not my Word, not your Word, not our interpretation of his word, but the interpretation of his word for two millennia. I mean, God's word hasn't changed. Right. And if you go throughout time, only in this culture right now, is it really accepted and seen as you can defy God's biblical design in our country and have the protection of, of the U.S. government behind it and endorsing it and pretty much trying, trying they're not doing it yet, but they're trying to coerce people into abandoning God's values. And I'm going to tell you, we will not sacrifice. We will not compromise. We will speak the truth. We will be loving to people who uh, may not understand why God does that. They may not buy into it yet. And listen, I don't, I don't blame somebody who is homosexual, who doesn't love God. Uh, they're blind. Right. They're, they're, you're blinded if you do not have a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit living in you. But if you profess to be somebody who loves Jesus and follows Jesus, you are mandated by God's <clears throat> holy word. And throughout time, his prophets have spoken to follow his path, to walk his his path and to renounce the ways of the world yeah and and if you're not doing that then we have a moral responsibility to speak to that you know people go well we shouldn't judge anybody no we speak truth to people who profess to be believers that aren't walking in that way i'm sorry i'm just fired i saw these ads and it really bothered me yeah. that it's trying they're trying to cram it down our throats the ads are all over the place it's 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 now commonplace to see that and it and it initially it was it would almost be sneaky right initially when mm-hmm. i first noticed the advertisements changing where you'd get a quick shot of a homosexual couple within mm-hmm. the commercial now it's more. Now it's lingering more on that scene or on that shot in the commercial. And, and you know, to your point, Doug, about <clears throat> about unbelievers versus those professing to be believers or those who flat out mm-hmm. just say, I'm, I'm not a believer. Right. I try to, my wife and I talk about that all the time. You can't, you get angry. I find myself getting angry sometimes, but then I it comes back to, right, that person is blind and can't know the truth apart from God regenerating their heart. And I'd have to remind myself I'd be in the same boat. I was in the same boat yeah. at one point. But this idea of uh, saying that you're uh, a, a church or that you profess Christ or whatever it is, you know, that 
part of things, but then turning around and saying, well, God didn't really say that was wrong, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't that ring all the way back to the garden? Yeah. Did God really say you would die? God mm-hmm. didn't really say that, right? Casting doubt, changing what God really said. You know, there's the, I, I don't have the chapter and verse, right? But the, the scripture that says in, in the last days, there'll be teachers teaching people what their itching ears want to hear. Mm-hmm. This idea that, we're not gonna we're not gonna bend to what God says, so we're gonna try to make God bend to what we want. Mm-hmm. And of course that's ridiculous. That's never gonna happen. But but you see that how that works. It's the Bible calls us to repent and turn and follow Christ, follow mm-hmm. God's commands to your point. Mm-hmm. What what false teaching now is doing, and of course there's nothing new under the sun, but it just seems to be more prevalent now mm. and more more emboldened what false teaching is doing is saying no don't bend your will and submit your will to god we're going to make god submit to us yeah it's effectively what is happening well you're you're right and and this is something david for 2000 years for 2000 years the church of jesus christ has known and define marriage by God's word. And now, uh, where where are the pastors? Where are the Christian leaders? If if they were asked right now in a in a camera in public, you know what they believe the definition of marriage is. I, I don't know that there would be a lot of them that would be bold enough to say it's a man and a woman Mm. in union together Mm -hmm. because of the repercussions of that, uh, because of the pragmatic things that have impacted the church where people go, well, if I say that, I'm going to shut people out. Instead of standing by God's truth and God's word. And listen, adultery is wrong. Greed is wrong. You're right. All these sins are wrong. You know, he makes an argument. Well, why do you pick this sin? Because they're not codifying adultery. Mm -hmm. They're not codifying and protecting theft or greed or idol worship. You know, Mm -hmm. what, what we're doing is we're codifying this element. And by the way, the reason this is such a big deal is Romans 1 says that when you you dismiss God, this is a result. Yeah. This is the result of that, yeah. that he turns over man to lust for man and woman to lust for woman. Mm-hmm. When you suppress the truth about God, and it started in our country back 60, 70 years ago, and and we're seeing, we're basically reaping what we've sowed. Yeah. And, and I want to be careful with this because I've thought about this in my own life, but but there's a difference between... What we're talking about here, taking what God says is wrong, mm-hmm. or taking what He says with right and turn is right, and turning it on its head and saying, "No, this is right." Mm-hmm. There's a difference between calling right, calling what is right wrong, and vice versa, and admitting that you struggle with a sin, but agreeing with God. Yes. Agreeing with God that this is wrong mm-hmm. and I need to change versus just saying, 
well, no, God didn't really say this is wrong, and we can just go ahead and do it at will. Which is what a lot of Christian people are doing right now under the influence of some very bad teaching. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We are coming up to our first break of the day here on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. If you want to give us a call on anything that we're talking about, and we're going to be getting into the end of Acts chapter 19, call us at 844-777-7928, and we will be happy to take your question or comment uh, on the air, or or we can uh, take an email at ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back on SWAT Radio. Come on back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary with you. And uh, continuing to have some good Christmas music here uh, as the lead-in. Doug, I was walking in our neighborhood the other night. I, I went for my monthly fitness walk. <laughs> <laughs> what is, once a month yeah, you go my, out and no, do a, yeah, a three-miler? I, I joke about that. <laughs> yeah, my monthly fitness walk. But uh, I was out the other night. and It was a little later than I would normally go out around 9, 9.30. But the, the benefit was that all the Christmas lights were on, and boy, do some people go all out. <laughs> some almost, of the displays almost are, Christmas vacation. Yeah, right. uh, some of the displays are pretty incredible. They and some of them look great. And I did notice, I did notice a few manger scenes. I, I try to pay attention to see if I see any manger scenes, and I did see a few. But well, you know, I I want to say one other thing about all this this cultural stuff happening. Um. There, there was a restaurant in Virginia last week that basically, they, 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 it was a Christian group, and they had a reservation to to get together, and they, the, the restaurant canceled them for no other reason that they said they were unsafe because they were Christian. Yeah, I saw that story. They, uh, it was an event that this group had planned. Sorry to yeah, interrupt. Yeah, no, you. no, that's okay. And, and and they canceled it on them. 
in, in under two hours before it was supposed yes. to start. Yes, which and and they just said we don't feel safe. Right, and there's there's been at least two or three places in our country uh, in the last couple of days that have removed Christmas trees because they're not safe. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. It's unsafe to be a believer. It's going to be. And so as we as believers move forward into our cultural decay, we need to be aware that there may very well be a price to pay for us. It, it may not be that we're thrown in prison. It may not be we're beaten like one of our friends, John Monger, has been. By the way, John was on this trip with us oh, to Israel. But it could cost you. Are you willing to stand up for truth at the expense of your job? Are you willing to stand up for truth at the expense of maybe uh, a promotion? I, I don't know. These are questions we are going to have to mm-hmm. wrestle with going forward. Do we compromise? You know, the question is not how much. The question is if we will or not. You know, like what's worth a compromise? Nothing. We don't compromise on God's word. We don't compromise on his truth. It doesn't mean we're unloving to people. Right. But it means that we speak the truth and love. And, you know, as we see Paul in Ephesus, which was a pagan place, man, Ephesus was Ephesus was a very pagan place, and he's in there. They they worship the goddess Artemis or the goddess Diana, and it was one of the seven wonders of the world. Thirty-three countries worship this goddess of fertility, and Paul's sitting there saying, listen, idols made with hands aren't, I mean, gods. They're not, they're not gods. If you make it with your hands, by its very definition, it can't be outside of us. It's we create it, right? Right. And so we looked at this yesterday. Brad was here and we talked about Paul being in Ephesus and how the word of the Lord triumphs over false religion. And really the whole theme of this week comes out of verse twenty, which says the word of the Lord increased and prevailed mightily. And the word of the Lord is used interchangeably with the gospel because the word of the Lord is the gospel, right? It is the good news that uh, our God reigns, that he brings peace. He brings shalom, not chaos. And that's what we looked at yesterday as Paul is continuing his westward journey. We said that at the beginning, verses 21 through 27, he wanted to go back to Jerusalem. He wanted to go through Macedonia and Achaia, hit Philippi, hit Corinth, hit these churches that they had planted and have money gathered so he could give it to the people in Jerusalem who were suffering, and then he wanted to go to Rome. But Rome wasn't his ultimate destination. He wanted to go to Spain, Mm. which was frontier evangelism, right? Right. right. And so, and, and doing the things he was doing and seeing all these people renounce their idols... Demetrius, who was kind of the leader of the silver guild that made all these little shrines, got upset. And they basically, he started a riot. And when he started this riot, um, he was claiming truthfully, hey, his motive was money. Hey, we're losing money. Paul's converting all these people. They're going away. Hey, the same thing would happen. Can you imagine if a revival broke out 
and all these men stopped looking at pornography and paying all the money for the pornographic fees that they were mm-hmm. paying. Pornography is a multi-billion dollar industry. Right. You know why? Because people, people consume it. it. Right. Yeah, they right. consume it. And so Paul hit the consumer. He got Paul. God used Paul to get the truth out there. These people turn, and what we see in verses 28 through 34, which we're looking at today, is it not only God's word not only triumphs over false religion, it triumphs over false worship. Because in response to what Demetrius said, these people break out into spontaneous worship of Artemis. They said, great is Artemis of the Ephesians, verse 28. Great is Artemis. They just start spontaneously praising Artemis in hopes of not getting um, judgment from Artemis, this false god, because their fear was Artemis would cut off the rain, Artemis wouldn't give them crops, they don't have any money, and if the people don't have any money, they can't buy the shrines, then Demetrius and his people don't have any money. And so they just start praising, and they're angry. He Demetrius had whipped them up. And um, in this today, we see oh this contrast of God's word bringing wisdom, but this false worship brings confusion, and we're mm. going to see it in the text. In fact, why don't you read verses 28 through 34? Sure. So this is Acts chapter 19, 28 through 34. When they heard this, they were enraged. And were crying out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with the confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's companions in travel. But when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him. And even some of the Asiarchs, who were friends of his, sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. Now some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd prompted Alexander, whom the Jews had put forward. And Alexander, motioning with his hand, wanted to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours, they all cried with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. May God bless the reading of his word. So twice in this text, you see the word confusion. And 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 confusion is never a good thing, right? I mean, when you see um, the, the, the word confusion, I mean, what goes through your mind, Dave? Yeah, just chaos. And, 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 and it's amazing. We were talking about this in SWAT the other day in, this, in the study. When you see gatherings of false religions whether a leader in that false religion dies or there's some big festival or whatever it is a lot of times you see scenes that show mass confusion Mm -hmm. i can't remember what it was but there was something i don't know whether it was a hindu leader a few years ago where at, at a funeral of a hindu leader something happened and People were trampled and killed and oh, yeah. just, just mass that. confusion and chaos. But that's what falsehood breeds, mm-hmm. right? Ignorance yeah. breeds confusion. And the truth brings order. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Greek word there, sagusis, uh, actually means to, to, to confound by mixing. Mm. Uh, 
to 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 cause an uproar. But you know, yesterday I talked about in Genesis one two. I want to go back there real quick. In Genesis one two, in the beginning, um, in the beginning it says, verse two, the earth was without form and void. And that Hebrew word there is tohu vavohu, T-O-H-U-V-A-V-O-H-U, tohu vavohu. And it, it is it is this chaos. It's the same idea of chaos that you, you mentioned chaos. It's, it's chaos. But in verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Chaos is always dark. Right. Mm. There's nothing like you remember the mobs of uh, 2020 when people were going around. the. Listen, you get caught up in one of those mobs. It's yeah. terrifying. Right. It's chaotic. Yeah. But you can see how people get caught up in it. They don't even know what they're protesting. And that's what's going on with these people in Ephesus. They're caught up in the protest and there's nothing wise about it. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, God says, as Moses speaking, See, I've taught you statutes and rules as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do them in the land you're entering to take possession of it. Keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples, who when they hear all these statutes will say, Surely this great nation is wise and understanding. Now, when we follow God's commands, it, we appear wise. We, we do. I, I don't care how bad people talk about it. Imagine we were talking about the whole homosexual issue earlier. Let's say everybody was a homosexual. What would happen to our culture? Yeah. Die off. Yeah, we would die off. Every it, it, You can't sustain it. That in itself indicates that this is not God's design. Yeah. You know, when people go, I was born that way. People are born with heart defects. That doesn't mean that's a product of sin. It's a product of sin nature. It's a product of the fall and the brokenness that resulted. And just because you may have some inkling doesn't mean that it's affirmed by God. His word has to be our final authority. So. We're going to come up on our break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment. And we will be right back after the news on SWAT Radio. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the happiest season of all Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary with you here for our third segment on Tuesday, December 13th. We have not been doing an official 
countdown to Christmas, but uh, your shopping days are dwindling. Uh, I'm saying that to myself more than anybody else. I am the I am the proverbial last minute shopper. There were days, there were years where I did a lot of shopping on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. It's been a while since I've done that. But Lori has gotten most of our stuff done. Uh, she's such a good wife, man. <laughs> I'm so glad she's got all that stuff done. Anyway, uh, it is counting down. And, um, you know, I, I just want to thank everyone for listening to SWAT Radio over the last now almost six years. And our heart is to take God's word, to exposit it, um, and to get it out there in a format that you can call in and have the freedom. You, you, you know, we may not get a lot of calls, but you can always call in. You can email. You can say, wow, where does it say that? Or how do you know that? Or why, how do you, why do you believe that? And it, you can't always do that in church on a Sunday. You can't raise your hand and say, hey, pastor, I don't agree with that. But you can do that here. You can call in and say, and we can have some dialogue. Hey, what a concept, right, to have dialogue back and forth. Uh, really, that's the way they did it in the synagogue. You know, the synagogue services, when the, the early Christians would meet, the way that, I mean, the, the early Christians were all Jews. And they, they would go to synagogue and do what they did in the synagogue. They would start with Shema, and then they would have a reading from Scripture. Uh, the guy who read, and by the way, it wasn't one guy. It was just a leader in that community. It was a male who who was in that community, could be an uncle, mm-hmm. could be one of the grandfathers or, you know, whatever. They would read and then give a three- to five-minute little explanation and then they would dialogue back and forth with the people in the synagogue that day. And how cool is that, yeah. you know, that that, that yeah. happens? And, I mean, so it, it was really... So you know, so not to cut you off, but when, when Jesus stood up and read from Isaiah his first time in the synagogue, like we kind of talked about in Nazareth that was Village, That was God's sovereign. Because right. that reading had been planned right. before he ever was there. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you about. Is it was it a scheduled reading? Yes, it was a scheduled. But he read that sovereignly and said, "Today it's fulfilled." Yeah. In your so, so the little, <laughs> the little two to three minute explanation that you just mentioned was a was a was a little bit profound that particular day. Oh, you betcha. Not that it wasn't on other days, but to have the Son of God stand there, read that passage, and then say, "Today this has been fulfilled in your hearing." must have sparked a little bit of conversation. <laughs> absolutely it did. It absolutely did. And he said, today it's fulfilled. I am the fulfillment of this. Right. And, you know, David, we're, we're just to give people who are listening, we're in uh, Acts 19 looking at verses 21 through 41. And yesterday, you can go back and listen, we really dealt with this idea of false religion and how God's word, the word of the Lord, triumphs over false religion when you hold those two side by side god's word brings peace shalom not chaos well in this text today we read we saw that the people who are falsely worshiping artemis because there there's a difference between false religion and false worship false religion is the the objective of your worship right but you can actually be a professing believer and have false worship. Mm. 
uh, I, I point out Nadab and Abihu. Nadab and Abihu were sons of Aaron in the Old Testament who were commanded by God to worship God, to, to help their dad with the sacrifices and to light the, the censers, the, the incense and whatever, uh, as an offering to God. And they presumed to worship God the way they wanted instead of the way he prescribed. And didn't it refer to that as they, they worshiped with strange fire? It was an unauthorized like fire, yeah, a strange right. fire. Yep. And so God, was, he just took him off the face of the earth. Yeah. Well, I also think of King Saul. King Saul knew he was not supposed to offer a sacrifice. That mm-hmm. was the priest's job. He could worship, but that was not his role to do that. Yeah. But because Samuel wasn't there, he goes, you know what? I got to have it. He's not here. And so he presumed. Again, when we falsely worship, we presume. Or Cain. Yeah. Cain and Abel. Cain offering the mm-hmm. wrong sacrifice and Abel offering the right one. Yeah. yeah. And so you presume it's yeah. false worship. And God's word brings wisdom, not confusion. And that's what we read in Deuteronomy passage where Moses says, listen, you follow the statutes, the people around you are going to say, surely this is a great and wise nation as they see how these people respond. Let's let's just look. How does sexual immorality really help your culture? How do, really, how does it? It, It's terrible for your Mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. It promotes uh, venereal disease. It promotes... uh, uh, the breakdown of the family unit, that there's so many consequences. And it's not that God's sitting up there as a cosmic killjoy going, hey, I just don't want you to have fun. He says, no, the way that you enjoy the sexual intimacy that I gave you as a gift is between a man and a woman in marriage. Mm-hmm. If you get outside of that, then you're going apart from my plan. And it's like taking a train off a railroad track, trying to get it to run. It ain't going to run very right. well in the desert, right? right. right. It's got to have the track. And so Second um, Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, as, remember, he wrote Timothy. This was kind of his swan song to Timothy as he's getting ready to die. But he says, but as for you, Timothy's verse 14 of chapter 3, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with, what, the sacred writing or the scriptures, which are able to make you wise for Mm. salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Praise God for his word that brings wisdom. These people were falsely worshiping Artemis because they believed that Artemis was offended because Paul was leading people away from this false worship and no rain, no crops. And so they cried out. And what happens? We hear confusion that, that the Greek word, if, if it was in Hebrew is the word Babel, that's what confusion is, right? Babel. Hmm. And, and so that there was this confusion that came because of this false worship. And so in verse 30, you read that, um, Paul wanted to go in. I love this. Paul had to have some Marine in him, right? U.S. <laughs> Marine, because he's going into the gunfight. He's He hears the gunshots. He says, man, I'm going in there. They got a couple of my guys. I'm not sitting out here. Yep. And the disciples wouldn't let him go in. Mm-hmm. His disciples are like, no, you can't, you can't. Then it says some Asiarchs, these are city leaders. These aren't even believers. 
who say don't go in. And I have to believe here that Paul, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, didn't go in. But what happens is the people that were standing around, it says they don't even know what they're protesting. Mobs are so fickle, right? That's why Jesus walked away from more mm-hmm. crowds than he walked into. Right, right. And, and so they put up, there were some Jewish people there that put up Alexander and as a Jewish spokesperson and his job, I never really understood this much, but in doing some research on it, what he's doing, David, is he's trying to disassociate from Paul and say, listen, we're Jews. We're Christianity. This stuff isn't Jew, right. Jewish. Right. But remember what Gallio did? Gallio, a few chapters earlier, put his stamp yeah. of approval on right. it and says, no, this is a bona fide leg of Judaism recognized by Rome. It's not some breakaway. And the fact of the matter is, David, that Christianity is true Judaism. Absolutely. Abraham, if he was alive today, he'd be a Christian. Jesus said that yeah, to it, the Pharisees. Yeah. Jesus said, if, you, if, you, if Abraham was your father, you'd believe in me. Yeah. And so for two hours, it says in verse 34, they said, great is Artemis of the... Think about that. Chanting for two hours, hoping that, that the, their false God and their false worship is going to somehow bring them rain. But you know, Paul wrote about this in Second Corinthians 1, David, and it's really interesting when you go read, I mentioned this yesterday, other passages of Scripture. Second Corinthians 1, verses 8 through 11, is what Paul was feeling during this time. I want you to read that, and if you can, if you're listening out there, think about going back to, to Paul. Here he is, there's a mob the, the mob's got two of his friends inside. The mob wants him. His disciples tell him, no, read this passage, 8 through 11. This yeah. is where Paul was. Second Corinthians uh, 1, 8 to 11. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. This is, this is Paul's account. He was in Asia and it says he despaired of life itself. Mm. I mean, for most of us, when we read this, we think, oh, there was a mob. I want you to imagine ten to 15,000 people calling for your head. Yeah. That would be really scary. Yeah. And think about, think about, like, you've been in situations where you hear a standing ovation for two or three minutes. Think about how long a two or three minute standing ovation is. That's a they're, they're chanting great as Artemis of the Ephesians for two hours. Yeah. And, and, and really, as you said, in, by doing that, they're calling for Paul's head. Yes. And so are. when he says, I was despairing of life itself, that must have seemed like it went on for two days, yeah. not two hours. It, it, it did. And he says, but this happened to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And he delivered us, and he did. Tomorrow, we're going to see how he delivered him 
But um, people are welcome. I, I welcome their calls to call in and talk about uh, false worship and um, the confusion it brings in our culture. We'd love to hear from you, 844-777-7928. And we will be back for our last segment right after this break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Said the night went to the little Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary. Another great song that I have to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, that but, was uh, good. That that's was a good, good one. Yeah, we're we're glad you're with us here. We're talking uh, about the text in Acts chapter 19. All this week, it's verses 21 through 41, which is the end of the chapter. And today, we're looking specifically at verses 28 through 34 of Acts chapter 19. And as we said before the break, if you want to call us with any comments on what we've been talking about relating to uh, our culture, relating to this text with confusion and false worship and, and the wisdom that God's Word brings, feel free to call us at 844-777-7928, and we would be happy to take your call. Well, um, you know, David, um, there's one one other text that I'd like to go to before we take calls if people want to call in. Um, and then uh, I do, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard something, but I want to hit this text first in first Corinthians 14, 33, it says, God is not a God of confusion, but of peace yeah. of Shalom. Um, now he's talking because the Corinthians were abusing the gifts and they were, they were infatuated with the gifts instead of the giver of the gifts. But that speaks to this whole idea of of God bringing wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And following his word. Mm. When I look back at my life and I look back at times of confusion, chaos, 
almost without a doubt, every one of those times, I wasn't following his word. I wasn't walking in his word. I wasn't walking it out in my mm-hmm. life. And that's when we go, not to say that you won't have problems, but you can have wisdom and peace even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of difficult times. Yeah. And and that's the, that's the whole thing is that God's word triumphs over false worship because here you have this mob this mob that's just going crazy and they're confused. They don't even know what they're doing. And Paul's wanting to go in. He's feeling, you know, like, okay, we got a crowd in there. I want to go tell them about the gospel. And God speaks through his disciples to him and speaks through uh, his friends to him to affirm. And I have to believe that the spirit moved them to do that. And Paul says, okay. And, and we don't hear of of anything happening and we're going to see tomorrow how God intervenes for him. But God's word walking in that is, is I I just keep thinking of uh, Psalm one, blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is on the law of the Lord on that law. He meditates and he will be like a tree, like an acacia tree Mm -hmm. planted by streams of water that, Leafs doesn't wither, and yeah. that's Paul, that's Timothy, that's John, that's Peter. Uh, well, you think about the what Jesus said about the branches have to be connected to the vine. It's the same idea, right, as what the psalm is saying, that if we're meditating on the Word of God and we know it and we're living by it, mm-hmm. then it's like a tree planted by living water. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with Jesus. We're, we're in Christ, we're connected to him, and he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Think, And that's a great illustration. Think about a branch mm-hmm. that's cut off from the main trunk of the tree or the main part of the vine. It's going to wither up and die. It yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. But if we're connected. And, you know, I was thinking about what a few lessons ago, right? I, You know, when, when, you're, when your lesson, the four points were about living boldly, speaking biblically, <laughs> sharing inclusively and trust unswervingly was that the fourth one no uh, uh, trusting but I, it was trusting um i thought it in was, a sovereign yeah basically. but i thought it was unswervingly that was the word you used I, but anyway I, I don't think i used that word but i i, I will I'll we'll, we'll be like one of those commercials have you seen those new commercials where the people are arguing about what happened and they somebody throws a red flag and they go back and look uh, at the replay they challenge yeah. what anyway but by I wasn't going to make the point on trust unswervingly. I was going to make it on speak biblically. Yeah. That that with all this, as far as gaining wisdom, it's another reminder that we have to know what it says. Yeah. To have the wisdom, right? To get the wisdom, we have to. You and Brad always say, you know, it's got to go through us before it comes out of us, and, and the only way to get that wisdom is to know what it says. Uh, actually, I, it, you, 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 <laughs> I went back, I up. picked it up. No, I went back and looked at it. It was live boldly, speak biblically, yeah. share inclusively and suffer trustingly. Suffer trustingly. Okay. Swervingly. Yeah. Where, what the heck, Unsw- David? Come on, man. Trusting unswervingly. That would be a, pr- you know, you might've said that. Suffer trustingly. Okay. okay. Anyway. Hey, uh, that's I got three out of four and it was like a month ago. So that was uh, pretty good from memory. That's, uh, that's, that's not bad. David. I will give you that. Well, 
you know, uh, as we kind of finish our time today in the text, people are welcome. I welcome you call in. Um, but I just want you to think about these two questions. Are we messengers of shalom, God's peace, or chaos as we're going about our activities at Christmas? You know, Christmas, a good friend of mine said one time, is like a speed bump. It's this stop to your year that brings our attention to focus. And for all of, if you're a believer, a follower of Jesus, you are celebrating his birth that God came, Emmanuel, to be with us, and and we just stop. Yes, we give gifts. We like celebrating. It's a great time of year. But we can't lose sight of what we celebrate. Mm-hmm. It is that God came in the flesh to show us what it looked like to be God with skin on, what it looked like to walk under the leadership of the Spirit 24-7, and, and to give us what he's wanting to conform us to the image of. That's why I can't look at you, David Gray, and and go, you know, David Gray is my model unless David Gray has Christ as his model. Mm-hmm. Paul says, imitate me as mm-hmm. I imitate Christ. Yeah. And so the shalom that he offers us is not given to us just for us to experience shalom. It's to be a conduit of shalom. You know, I, I going over to Israel, I'm always reminded of how the Jordan river stops in the dead sea and it's called the dead sea because it doesn't flow out. Yeah. Everything stagnates there because there's no outflow. And, and that's the way it is in our Christian lives. If we do not have a conduit outflow, then what happens is we become stagnant Yeah, and, and we really are stale almost and you can lose your joy. I, there's no greater joy for me than sharing the gospel with somebody, sharing a spiritual truth, sharing shalom, being a shade to somebody who's in the desert, you know, suffering from the heat of the desert to be a tree. So um, I, I just uh, so that question looms for me. Are we messengers of shalom or chaos? And are we walking in wisdom or confusion? If we're walking in confusion, we got to kind of ask ourselves, are we walking according to his statutes? Are we, are we walking according to his commandments? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And there's a great movement today, David, that says we don't have to worry about following his commands. That's legalism. No, it's not. No, It's not legalism if you're doing it as a validation of who you are in him. It's evidence. It's an outgrowth of sanctification. It's evidence of our faith. It's evidence of our love for him. It doesn't mean like you always say that we're going to do it perfectly or that we're going to always love obeying because I don't always love obeying. Let's Mm-mm. be honest, but it's the pattern of our life and it is the, it is the evidence. And if you belong to him, God will convict you that you're not being obedient. Yeah. And, and, it's yeah. It it can be it can be a rough go. I've known that in my own life. So well, I I've I've seen that in your life too. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just that came out. That one. was no, that was one. terrible. I shouldn't have said a little that. evangelical yeah. humor there. Yeah. Sorry, we got to throw. <laughs> hey, I did want to let people know. I know people probably already know, but Meridian. Uh, we have two stations in Meridian, Mississippi: WMAR and WMOX, and um, you know. Um, 
I know that a lot of our listeners there are probably saddened by the sudden passing of uh, Mike Leach, who was the head football coach there. And uh, he is, he was really a legend in the game. The Air Force, you know, he was just the, um, was some good friends of ours whose sons played for him at Texas Tech talked about what a loss it was for them. I, I don't know where he's at spiritually or, or, you know, where he was at, but I know it was a painful loss for the people there. They've already, they lost a football player mm-hmm. to a sudden cardiac event earlier this year, and now they've lost him. So prayer prayers for his wife Sharon and their family that's Mike Leach passed away um, Monday night and uh, he, he will be missed in the sports world mm-hmm. I just loved his interviews I don't know if you ever saw some I, I of know his who interviews. he is I didn't I didn't follow them that closely mm-hmm. but I did know who he is and uh, well uh, he he I don't say let me see if I can get this he he his interviews were really funny they were, he was just hilarious. Let me see if I can play this. I don't know if it'll even carry over, but uh, his he was he was one of the funniest guys. Uh, I don't think it's going to carry, but he he would just give these real funny answers mm-hmm. to to questions to these interviews. He didn't care. I mean, like you know how most people they got to be nice because they don't want to have a sound. He just didn't care. Right. You know, so he was himself. But re- remember the Leach family. Remember the the team at Mississippi State. That's a tough thing. Sure. You know, so remember them and uh, remember to be a messenger of Shalom and walk in wisdom. And uh, tomorrow, come back. And uh, I think Craig, Craig, Craig is going to be with yeah. you tomorrow. I know you'll have a guest on Thursday. And then uh, I'll be back with a player to be named later on Friday. It looks like Brad's out of town, but... We will have uh, somebody who will be happy to be here and that you'll enjoy <laughs> listening to. Anyway, we're glad you're listening to us today on SWAT Radio. Um, again, as always, thank you uh, to all the stations that were on WMOX and WMER, as Doug mentioned. WPMH in Chesapeake, Virginia. WTRJ, the truth here locally in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and in Folkestone, Georgia. Tune in tomorrow. Doug and Craig Henderson will be here, and they will continue at the end of Acts chapter 19. Thanks for being with us. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual.